It's pre-orders week here in JD land, guys, and we've got not one, but two new products launching this Friday, May 25th. One is the JD Goddess Edition deck, which will help you embody and unlock your feminine radiance through writing prompts that relate to all things moon phases, goddess archetypes, feminine leadership, kundalini yoga, the menstrual cycle, and so much more. And today's guest, artist Jessica Young, directly relates with our second brand new product. Psychotherapist by day, intuitive artist Jessica Young channels her daily insights in mental health and healing into works of art that express the inner workings of the human psyche. Using a combination of alcohol inks, fluid acrylic paints, gemstones, Savorsky crystals, and gold leaf, her intuition guides her to which materials to combine. Jessica works to create one-of-a-kind pieces that are sure to not only capture your eye, but also your mind. I am so excited to finally share with you guys that Jess and I have teamed up to create a one-of-a-kind companion journal for the journal deck, which is being gifted along with our brand new JD Goddess Edition deck to one very lucky winner on Thursday, May 24th via our Instagram giveaway with none other than today's guest, Jessica Young, Intuitive Arts. You can see our Instagram page at The Journal Deck for details on how to enter between May 21st and May 23rd. Let me just tell you guys that this journal is something that I have wanted to do since the beginning when we were in crowdfunding days, but it just wasn't the right time. But now it is. The journal's cover art has Jessica's signature watercolor technique with that gold foil and hues of our signature colors, the seafoam green and the purple. It's seriously stunning and I can't wait for you guys to see it in person and start pulling your JD prompts and writing in it. We talk a lot more about how it works in the episode, but aside from that, This was also one of my favorite conversations that I've had on the podcast in a while. Jess and I talk about all things involved in the creative process, and I think some serious wisdom is dropped too. But before we get into this juicy episode, don't forget to enter the giveaway by heading to our Instagram page at the Journal Deck, and the winner will be announced Thursday, May 24th, Right before pre-orders launch for both of these brand new products, including a bundle which will be available, the pre-orders, they launch Friday, May 25th. Phew. Okay, now with all of that being said, let's move on to the show. Hey, JD Tribe, and welcome back to another episode of the Self-Care Spotlight where it's not just about bubble baths and massages, but getting to the heart of what it really means to live your best life 
against the backdrop of everyday life. I interview inspiring and authentic women who are just as likely to meditate as they are to curse, but they're committed to practicing self-care and living their truth. And we're sharing that collective wisdom with you. And with that, welcome Jessica to the podcast. Hey. <laughs> I love that you just said hey. Am <laughs> I not supposed to say hey? <laughs> Most people are like, hey, I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Jess is just chill. <laughs> you know, hey, what's going on? How are you guys? So happy to be here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, con- it's early. yeah, context here, friends. Um, yeah. Jess and I are doing this. Jess is in the car. <laughs> yes, I am driving. Well, I'm not driving. I'm a passenger right now on a last minute adventure to Boston. So yeah. definitely a fun morning so far. Yes. So Jess is in the car because she had to make a last minute trip for family to go to Boston. And we had this recording scheduled because yeah. <laughs> we have something really exciting that we're going to be sharing today on the call. And that is the brand new product that we came up with that we are launching for pre-orders. And um, so we had this call scheduled and then I forgot to remind Jess and then just forgot about it. And then she was driving and we were like, oh, well, we'll just do the interview and you'll be the passenger in the car and we'll make it work. <laughs> yeah, the therapist can be hot messes too. Like as I said, I was like, we'll just tie this in because it just, you know, shows how uh, real life can get for even people might seem to have it put together yeah but not so much sometimes <laughs> yeah that's like the story of my life too I mean I'm not a therapist but um but I, you're a boss girl so you know like it's like you struggle a lot of stuff and when you're struggling a lot of stuff sometimes your brain can only handle so many things it really can and so let's just like I want to jump right in here to this point because yes guys we're gonna get to what the what the new product is but you're gonna have to wait <laughs> a hot minute okay I'm gonna let the suspense build just a little tad bit longer um so, Jess, yes. can you kind of explain to everyone for some context, um, just to understand you better and why you say, like, okay, you said you're a therapist, but can you explain what you kind of do by day and then what you do almost like by night? Because you're totally in this, this side hustle game, which I understand so much myself. I really do. And I think there's women on this podcast listening who either really want to start a side hustle or they're in it and they know how that already is. So can you kind of explain what your life is like right now and what you're up to? Yeah, definitely. So um, by day, like the last six months or so, I've been putting together and uh, establishing my private practice for uh, psychotherapy. So, uh, you know, about it's been great because I only have to do that about two or three days a week now that I'm in private practice. So I went from working, uh, working about 40 clients or 50 clients a week to seeing about uh, 15 clients a week uh, once I moved over to private practice. So that made time for more fun things and more therapeutic things for myself uh and so now like you said by night um and, and actually luckily now by day a little bit too i um have been doing this this abstract art um and it's just been this really interesting journey uh, it started as just me 
he, you know, trying watercolor and painting just as something that was not um, stressful. And then all of a sudden, it just kind of blossomed into this little side hustle because people wanted to buy the art uh, once I started to share it on Instagram. And that's where everything really took off. Um, and it's just been really awesome since then because, you know, I get to, you know, do this amazing work during the day and I get to, you know, work with people. And uh, I, I typically work with trauma and, um, and clients who, you know, have had issues with suicide and more intense kind of, you know, sessions. Sometimes my entire day is a really, really heavy day. So when I can kind of go home and make art, it's, it's, it's a really awesome process. And then I also get to make some extra money on the side too, which is fantastic. So it's kind of been a, a win-win in that way. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. There's a lot that I want to unpack there. Yeah. Um, I think, well, your art is obviously, it's beautiful. And I've told you that a million times. Yes. And I know there are people even on this podcast who already, they'll know who you are because I know they already follow you because I've seen them like your stuff. Mm-hmm. Because like it's this whole time we've been keeping the secret, right, about what you and yeah. I created. And I've like noticed like if some of like our, my Journal Deck followers are also your followers, and I'm like, they're going to be so excited about this. Yes. <laughs> so... Yeah, your art is your art is gorgeous and you're totally killing it. Like I mean you're like, oh, sending off this package, sending off that package and doing these beautiful custom commissions like with the ohm art and the moon art and and all of the things and it's gorgeous. And and yet by day you're doing this really heavy, intense work as a therapist working with suicide and trauma. I mean, that's such a juxtaposition there. Like it's like, whoa, there's just such a difference between those two worlds. But I see how they balance each other really well, especially for your mental health. Um, yes. So what I want to know is, let's start with, okay, so you're in this like side hustle game, I'll call yes. it. It is kind of like yeah. this game, I feel like, a lot of the times. Yeah. Because you're, 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 like you said, you're shuffling pieces, you're juggling things. I mean, how do you, how do you keep your shit together? <laughs> in the side hustle game what's your best advice uh, so I think it's just reminding yourself that the more that you uh, focus on why you're doing it rather than selling it I think that in the beginning it was kind of for me I mean in the past I have actually created jewelry in the past and it was something that I really tried to make a side hustle and I just kind of stressed myself out with it because it wasn't something that I found a lot of enjoyment in doing in the beginning it was fun but then it kind of became this chore and this task and like how can I make more money and how can I get more followers and like with the art, it's never been that. It's always just been this kind of natural progression and like letting go of kind of the control of saying, okay, I want this to be a side hustle. I want this to make money. I want this, you know, to be something that makes me famous or gives me a bunch of followers. Like, you know, the Instagram that I have now has gone from, has gone from literally, sorry, Kyle's car is talking. Here we go. Here's the side. The, it's the, fine. <laughs> the, um, my life is Kyle has a call coming in on his car. I'm looking at it, I'm like, no. Um, so as, you know, I think it's just something that you have to let go of control and, and say to yourself, you know, yes, this may be something I want to make money off of. This may be something that I want to maybe eventually sustain me in some way. But if you make it about that, you 
lose sight of kind of the beauty of why you're doing it. And I I think for me, it has to be something that you do find um, a passion for. And it's not just about making the money. It's more Mm. about, um, you know, finding finding a a love and enjoyment in it. And then the followers will come and the money will come. I mean, I do believe in the power of manifestation and really visualizing kind of what you want out of something. Um, But that doesn't have to be, you know, a control thing where it's like, okay, I see this and I'm going to get this. It's more like I know that the more that I stay in my truth and I stay in this moment, the the, the easier it will be to kind of get to that visualization that you have. Mm, That's great advice. You have to come back to like, why were you doing it in the first place? Because it brought you joy. It brought you that, um, yeah, it's joy. It brings you joy. That's why you did your art. And I forgot that you used to do jewelry. I remember you did. You donated to my retreat. Yes, I forgot about that. Actually, now until we're talking about it. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, wow, I just totally forgot. Um. So that's you so did funny. that, and now you're yeah. totally killing it at the art, and that just yes. feels more natural. Honestly, I mean, not that I've physically ever met you, because I feel like I've met you, but I haven't met you. <laughs> yes. But. Yeah. The art just seems like it's very natural to you. I agree. From my outside Absolutely. perspective, I see that um, more so than the jewelry. Um, and that seems to be the, the general feedback I've gotten is like, you know, it's just, it seems like, like this is, you found it, Jess. It's like what I hear often. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, and my dad's hilarious. He calls me Van Jess, like instead of Van Gogh. He's like, Aww. he's like, Van Jess. I'm like, okay, dad, like, you're adorable. You're adorable. That's so cute. <laughs> So it just feels more like, you're right, you're right. It feels more like a a natural, Mm -hmm. joyful kind of thing that I'm doing. And it's just great that it happens to make a little bit of money too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's, I mean, it's beautiful advice too. If you forget, like, if you're getting lost in your side hustle, it's most likely because you have you have forgotten why you started in the first place. You have lost sight of the joy that it brought you about who, like, how are you, how were you initially doing this to like, who are you serving or like that you just wanted to make beautiful art um, for people to enjoy or even just for yourself to enjoy and that that's what it comes back to. And if we can root back into that why, then it all makes sense again. And we just can forget the money can just kind of be a second thought and then it will just most likely multiply and it will come in more yes that's great advice great advice for side hustlers out there and for i'm gonna take i'm gonna take that in too I think just as like a little side thing is that, you know, reminding yourself that it's not about, um, you know, in the beginning, if the followers don't come or the money doesn't come, I know a lot of people will give up and kind of walk away and say, well, I'm not good enough or, well, you know, other people do it better. And that was a lot of the messages I said to myself with the jewelry. I found myself comparing all the time. Like the minute that you let go of the comparison and what other people are doing and you just focus on yourself and knowing that the that you're going to fail a few times. You know, my art was not a success in the beginning. I approached it in the beginning and I made mud. It was gross. I was like, what am I doing? This is not going to be good. And then I stepped away and I came back and it was beautiful. And again, it was about letting go. So yeah, absolutely. Good advice. Very good advice. And you know, I was listening to a podcast and um, someone said, you know, you said a lot of people will, they'll like walk away because they're like, this isn't working. I'm not making money or I have no one that likes these photos or whatever. I know followers. I think it was Seth Godin said that a lot of, he called it, I think he called it the dip. 
whenever you're, especially if you're trying to start like a business or something. And he said, you'll go through like this, I think he called it like you go through a dip period and most people don't hang out long enough to get past the dip to get to the point where then the success comes. Like they, they, they get frustrated so quickly that they just are like, screw this. And I, they're, they're gone. And he's like 99% of people they're gone before they get past the dip. And that's where the success lies on the other side of that. If you could just stick with your um, with your passion long enough to get past the dip that you might actually see some real success. I thought that was really interesting because it's I think totally a lot of people, right yeah, I think a lot of people, they, they give in too quickly. They give up on themselves. They give up on their passions so quickly. Yeah. We're so We're so eager to like throw in the towel on ourselves. And it's like, why yeah. is that? You know, 100%. yeah. Why Absolutely. do we do that? I see it all the time. I see it in my, my patients. I see it in other artists and other creatives or other, you know, small business owners all the time. And I, you know, you see it in the way that they talk about themselves or their progress. And, you know, I even see a couple, a lot of the comments I get on Instagram. It's like, oh, like, I, would, I just want to be, you know, how did you get all your followers? And like, I just want to, I want to do art like you. And I say, well, no, do art like you, you know, and, and do it like yourself. Don't worry about, about that. Um, and just because, you know, I, had, I only have 800 followers. I'm like, but that's not what it's about. You know, it, it's about something so much bigger and, mm-hmm. and just enjoying and finding beauty in it and knowing that there's such a bigger world out there than just the, the money and the, and the followers. So for sure, I think the dip, the dip theory there is a perfect, perfect, uh, tie into what we're talking about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, so for your art, I'm, I'm guessing that considering you work, like you said, with suicide patients, which is really intense, um, you're holding space for people all day. Um, I know from a just, I mean, I never worked with people who had that intense of, um, the, the mental health states. I've never worked with people that are in that state. Um, but you know, from a coaching perspective, I'm speaking of, um, but I know that there are certainly ways that you kind of have to protect your own energy so that you're not absorbing all of this, oh my gosh, like intenseness that you're dealing with all day. I mean, even me, like with coaching, when people would be really honest with me about things going on in their lives and I kind of would have to learn how to not take all of that on and that it's not my stuff. So what are your boundary practices? Yeah, it's a really great question. Um, so I, for me, it's a, it's a lot of different things. So one, and I have never had any shame in admitting this, I see my own therapist as a therapist. And I, I highly encourage anyone who is holding a lot of space for people, not necessarily to, to see a therapist, but just to have another support, an unbiased support that can kind of give you honest feedback about where you are in your life and what you're doing. And, you know, my therapist has been amazing at making sure that, you know, like helping me with, keeping certain boundaries because we both share the same profession, which is a beautiful thing. And she can really, you know, keep me in check when I am taking on too much for my clients. And I do, I see a lot of college students and I actually see a lot of young college women because I work right across the street from um, Mount Holyoke College, which is an all women's school. And um, I, I, you know, I end up seeing this this shift in individuals when they don't exercise the certain boundaries and for me I have to kind of 
just remind myself that these girls are not my, you know, my sister, or even though they feel sometimes like it. And, you know, so just reminding myself where my role is in certain things, seeing my therapist and having her help me with some feedback sometimes when I'm taking on too much. Um, and when I get home, I, I have to, you know, my husband sometimes, I think I even forget, I have to like remind myself I never really talk about work. I try not to talk about work just because I do it. So my, I spend so much of my day absorbing that energy and spending my own energy. Um, so just kind of limiting myself on really, um, what I'm bringing home with me, both literally and um, kind of metaphorically. Um, and then using that art also to channel some of those heavy emotions. So I do identify as an intuitive artist. So um, I connect with my pieces on a different level. Um, I'm definitely channeling a lot of whatever I'm carrying in that day, you know, through the colors that I pick and through the kind of textures that I decide to use. So that helps me kind of set a little bit of a, you know, uh, an outlet for myself. And then when that's through, I can kind of collect myself and say, okay, now I'm going to go take my bath and I'm going to go, you know, pull my cards, my Oracle cards or whatever other, my journal tech cards, whatever it is I'm kind of doing. Um, and then I also do a lot of journaling uh, recently more so is kind of like, you know, having space for what I am dealing with or what I have taken on in that day. So remembering no matter how busy I am how many patients I'm seeing and no matter how heavy their stuff is I also have my own stuff and reminding myself that I'm important just as important as my clients if not more important because I have to help them <laughs> so I have to make sure I'm you know at least on, on top of my own self-care um, as much as I can be sure and in your own life you have to be the number one yeah, you do. And it's, people always say like, that's unselfish. A lot of my clients grew up, you know, with different messages. And I say, you know, it's not selfish to put yourself first. It's really not. There's different versions of being selfish and, and taking care of yourself is just not one of them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, obviously, I believe that I have the self-care collective. I mean, yeah. I totally believe that. And I always say, I just did an interview yesterday and I said, you know, like, if I didn't take care of myself, I would never be able to do all the things I'm doing. Yes, 100%. Yeah. Like, period, end of story. I would never be able to hold space for, you know, the 40 women that are in the self-care collective and doing a podcast and having a physical product and making a brand new product and, like, all of the stuff. Like, I'm building a mentorship program that I'm launching that's going to start in August for women who want to start heart-centered businesses to get them off the ground. Like I could never be a mentor to someone if I didn't take care of myself. Yep, exactly. That would, that would be a joke because I would be a hot mess. And I know that yeah. <laughs> because I'm, I mean, I'm still, yeah. sometimes I feel like a hot mess, but. Well, that's what I was going to say. It's like, you know, and even when we are doing the self-care, we also have to, you know, have some, you know, uh, compassion and remember that even with all the self-care in the world, sometimes we forget about podcast recordings and sometimes we forget about our own therapy sessions, which happened to me yesterday. <laughs> it's just as long as you, you know, can forgive yourself, you can laugh and you can just kind of, you know, you know, just move on and be able to kind of do your thing. All you can do is always show up as best as you can in any given moment. Yes. And commit that you're, you're, you know, commit to that. And yes, you're going to forget your, you forgot your therapy appointment. I forgot. Yeah. I totally forgot to remind you about the podcast. And that should have been something that I did as the host, but I forgot. It's like, it's we, so funny. I was, I said to Kyle, I'm like, I'm like, I'm 
like, I feel like, I feel like Alyssa normally would have reminded me, like, in the middle of the day. And so, so I was, like, actually feeling good because I was like, at least I know that she's just as busy and I had to because, <laughs> you know, I, I just, I felt it. I just felt it through the text. I was like, okay, we're both, like, juggling a lot right now. <laughs> yeah, literally caught me. <laughs> yeah, no problem. You caught me. And I, I was like, oh. Say okay, gotta figure this out. At first, I'm like, okay, we have to reschedule. And Kyle looks at me and he's like, no, you can record in the car. I was like, oh yes, we can do this. And so we made it happen. Here we yes, are. Yes, exactly. Thank you, Kyle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, I know. No, you totally caught me. I mean, we might be, <clears throat> you know, I might be in this leadership position where I'm like leading all these women, and you might be, you know, being your therapist and you're working with women and a leader in that sense, and. Yeah. you know, you're running your own business with the Jessica Young intuitive art. Just because you're practicing the self-care, just because it looks like you have your shit together doesn't mean that you always have your shit together, period. Exactly. I mean, at the end of the day, we're all just human. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I think we put people on pedestals and think their life looks super glossy and what they put on a story or whatever. And the thing is, is that we're all just humans. And you see it all the time. You're a freak, you're a therapist. Like, yeah. we're, we're just human. Like, we, we, that's it. That's... I use that line all the time with my patients. I do it all the time. And, it, you know, and I sometimes I have to remind myself to, not to tell my clients too much. But I, my clients, most of the time, the feedback that I'll get from them is that they love that I'm a human with them. Like, I don't, I don't play this role as, like, I'm the therapist and you're the patient. Like, they are just, we are just humans having a human experience and I just happen to have different knowledge that they don't have yet and so for me when they see that I am just this real person I spill my water at least 50 times a week in my sessions and they all just (laughs) laugh at me because they're like how many times can you drop your water in a session and I laugh at myself it's like I don't even know (laughs) so they know that like you know that might be silly but to me it's like that makes me a little more human when I can laugh and it happens and they see my little quirks and they know that you know as a therapist I might be um you know taking care of myself and doing a lot of things to keep myself healthy but I also struggle with my own depression and my own anxiety and I'm very honest about that with most people that know me is including my patients and that's just the way it is you know and it's Mm -hmm. it's the reality sometimes so Mm. we just gotta take care of ourselves (laughs) yeah I think I I kind of I really can relate to that that line between how much do you share of your own personal experiences and humanness versus also having to still be in a leadership role Absolutely. where you are in some way, people are looking to you. I personally identify with that struggle um, because I am such an open book. I am such a, I want to be transparent as possible. And yet I also know that there has to be some level of professionalism and I know that there are women who like are looking to me in some regards and Mm -hmm. I, 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 I totally can identify with that. And, um, yeah, I, 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 that's a part of the, also the reason I even came up with the term mentor felt a lot better to me than coach. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, it felt more like a best friend meets a coach. Yeah. So I was like, okay, mentor. I'm going to go with mentorship. That's how I see it. And people have told me that too. They're like, you're like a coach meets like a soul sister. And I'm like, okay, I totally vibe with that. (laughs) 
Yeah, so I'm like, okay, so I'm going to call myself, and there's nothing wrong with, like, coach, nothing. I used to call myself coach. I have so many coaching friends. A lot of the women that, like, want to be in this mentorship, they want to be coaches. Coaches have rocked my world. I mean, I just had a coaching um, intensive business strategy session last week, and it freaking rocked, and she calls herself a coach. My, you know, coach, her name's Emily, and, like, um, yeah, but for me, tangent mentorship felt better. So I get that struggle. I do get that struggle of, and that's even like people who aren't in a leadership role, quote unquote, um, just in life. Like, how do you be as authentic as possible, but yet also you need to have some things that are private. That's like everyone. That's everybody. Yeah, this is just And that's kind of an interesting line too to walk in this in this kind of era of sharing, you know, and Mm. where everyone shares everything, which is totally fine. I can understand how that can be a beautiful outlet for many people, but there is, you know, when you are in this different role, you do have to remind yourself that um, those boundaries, right? Like those boundaries of of over over giving too much of your energy away and and not keeping certain things, you know, sacred. So yeah, absolutely, it's an interesting dance. Mm, you're so right I just I didn't think about that I felt like I was going on a tangent but now I get like the social media you're so right because that in and itself is you're talking I said what are your boundary practices I mean hello social media boundaries I mean gosh like there's always that tendency on social media now to want to overshare about your life and tell everyone everything and document the food that you're eating and where you are and the exact address location for crying out loud you can put <laughs> on it which is kind of crazy and creepy sometimes and there's such a, a desire to do that now and it's like why and I think maybe it's because we're so just wanting to make connection with people exactly and that's part of what I was thinking as you're talking about that is like connection and comparison too is like you know if you see someone else doing it it's so easy to think well then I should be doing this too you know in the yoga community for example you know the Instagram yoga community I was part of that for a really long time and I remember just the feeling of like everywhere I was it was like okay I have to take a yoga photo I have to get a photo for Instagram and I have to you know at my, I say it to my husband all the time like I don't miss that I don't miss walking down a, a trail on a you know beautiful day and thinking oh that rock looks great to take a yoga photo on and and this is no judgment against those who do that but it's just for me that's a boundary I'm so happy that I finally have kept for myself in saying that every moment does not have to be shared and every moment isn't an Instagram moment and the art has definitely helped me with that boundary is like I get to share like my art and my hands and maybe some of the things that I do in that process but very rarely is that going into too much of my personal life and of Mm. course there's like some of that sprinkled in but it's such a beautiful thing to have that boundary now especially coming from a place where I was sharing definitely oversharing on that other you know my yoga account that I had had for a while so for sure I resonate 100% I love that you just said not every moment is an Instagram moment yes yes Mm, 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 mm. let's all let's all just take that to heart for a moment let's just take let's take a moment and breathe that one in not every moment is an instagram moment (laughs) but that's like such a beautiful release right like i know a million people's shoulders just like got really relaxed right there because they're like oh my god wait like it's so true because i do think there are people out there who don't who grew up in this generation of social media who grew up in this who never knew a world without an eye 
headphones. And so they don't know that like, oh, wait a minute, I really don't have to tell people about this. And just because they don't know about it doesn't mean it's not real. And so I think that the more we can reiterate it and not do it in a hateful or judgmental way for those who do share, but just also make space for those who don't want that pressure anymore or who mm-hmm. don't want that pressure in the first place. Absolutely. And I and I had that conversation with Steph Birch on um, a past episode that if you guys are interested – if you're interested in that conversation about the Instagram yoga world and like I called it calling bullshit, um, yep. then listen to that past episode. I'll put it in the show notes. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with you. I no longer feel that compulsion to take a photo every single place I go. I no longer feel that and I agree with you. It is such a relief to not have to do that anymore, to not feel like literally compelled that I have to take a goddamn photo of and everything. It was awful. I did it for so long and I look back, I'm like, how did I even like, and then sometimes, you know, sometimes I wouldn't be warmed up and other times it was like in awkward, embarrassing places where it was like, why did I think that it would be okay to do that? Like, I know. You know like, <laughs> it's like, wait. And so, yeah, without being harsh on myself and knowing it was just part of my journey is also, and I've learned so much from it. It's just mind blowing to me about how much time I spent going into that. Mm -hmm. But again, at the end of the day, like I said, when we started this is like, it's, I think it's people just want their craving connection so badly that we are putting our whole lives on a screen. We just want to connect with people so bad that we are willing to put our exact location on an Instagram story that we are willing to post a photo of what we ate that morning and where we're going that night. And we just want to make connection, even if it's through a device. So, you know, I think then the question becomes like, yes, we can have the social media, but you also have to have the boundary practices for you. It's art, you know, for others, it's dancing for some, it's yoga. We have to have those and that knowing it's okay that you don't have to share everything and also and make things. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. I was just going to say the last point is like that, um, knowing that you can make connection off of your phone more than anything. Just like, I know we say that all the time on the podcast, but I know if we're looking for connection via social media, which it can be a beautiful connector. It connected me and you, you know, me and you connected. It did. That's very so, it's beautiful, but I think that there's just um, a little bit of a slippery slope if we're only using our phones to make those connections. Right, and I think, too, something I've done uh, more recently, and I, I kind of got out of this uh, pattern a little bit, and I'm kind of thinking I should go back to it, but I, I did a blog post on my website about taking a you know, 24-hour social media cleanse and seeing what that's like. And like, you know, whatever that means for you. So whether it means deleting all your social media apps or whether it means, you know, just putting your phone in a place that's not accessible all day or, you know, just doing something that allows you to disconnect really 100% for 24 hours and just not as like a a task to shame yourself for how much you use your phone, but just to put you in a place of awareness and to to really see um, how much it's playing a part and also just noticing that pull like you talked about, like that compulsion to just like pick your phone up. And when I did that, honestly, I did it for three weeks in a row every Sunday. And it honestly, my, my, how much time I spend on my phone has decreased substantially. You can ask my husband, like I don't feel as much of that 
that pull because I, I, I realized in that 24 hours how much more I saw, how much more I did, how much less my neck hurt from looking down at my phone. Um, so maybe that, you know, for people listening, like just try it, try 24 hours of without it and just see what it's like and maybe journal about it, you know, and, and just see where you fall on that spectrum and you can see what you can learn. I think that's, <clears throat> excuse me, I think that's great advice and I think it would be very interesting during that 24-hour period, if you made a check mark every time you wanted to reach for your phone. Oh, yes. Can you imagine how big that number would? <laughs> yep. Totally mind blowing. There's actually an app, actually, as I'm speaking. Yes. Called, called Moment. Yeah. Uh, and they, in that, it, that app, it, it definitely makes you feel kind of guilty because it will give you all sorts of reminders about how long you've been on your phone, but you can completely customize it and it'll tell you all about it. And I did it once and I was, my jaw was on the floor when I saw how much time I was actually spending picking up my phone and just checking because it will even just log when you just check it, you just open it and then you just close it. Um, so yeah, definitely. It's definitely, I think, a universal issue with, with our generation and the, gener- the newer generations. Mm-hmm. I'll put that in the show notes, guys. I'll put the Moment app. I know what that is. I'll put it in the show notes. Perfect. Let's transition a little bit here to, yeah. I want to talk about, speaking of all things getting off of your phone, you know, yeah. journaling, art, all of the good stuff. Um, mm-hmm. None of that is on your phone. <laughs> so here we are. Let's... um. Are you ready to tell everybody what it is that we have been holding back from telling everyone? I think, I, think, I think we're there. I think we can do it. I'm so excited for this. Okay, so guys, um, Jess owns a journal deck, right? So Jess owns a journal deck. She bought one back in pre-order days when we started this in last June of 2017. We went like our crowdfunding began. And, you know, it's crazy to me that now, like, we have deck two, and that's, like, open for pre-orders on May 25th, Woo-hoo. and, <laughs> yes, and our new product, which is with Jess, and so Jess reached out to me and goes, so I just had this idea, and do you want to make a journal Woo-hoo. with my art? <laughs> and I literally was like... All caps, yes. I've wanted, and that's true. That's very true, Jess. I have wanted to do a journal from the beginning. I looked into it. to. St- I was going to start with a journal and a deck. And it was way too expensive at the press that I was using, the printer press. It was literally so not in any way, shape, or form. It was outrageously expensive. And I was like, okay, we are shelving that idea. It is not meant to be right now. I need to focus on one product and one product only, and I will make the deck. So I shelved it and I thought it will come at a different time when I'm ready for it. Mm-hmm. And then you approached me and I very much knew that this was it. And I was like, we're going to steamroll with this and we're going to see what happens. And I said, yes. And it's been a longer process than either of us anticipated as merchandise always is. Yes. But your art is absolutely stunning. Everyone is going to be so in love, I think, with this journal that your art is on that has our JD colors of yeah. the sea foamies and the purples and all of the greens, and it's gorgeous. You put gold foil in there. Yeah. So I want to say thank you for even approaching me. Yes, and thank you for saying yes. <laughs> Because it's gorgeous. Um, 
Okay, I'm going to stop talking for a minute. And um, what was your... What was your reasoning for reaching out to me? I haven't asked you that. Yeah. So, I mean, I, first of all, I just, I, the deck has been awesome. I actually ordered or did the pre-order before my wedding because I knew I kind of wanted to, I wanted to have it up before I think I, I got it right. I think, was it, when did they release? Was it August? It finally shipped in September. September, so it was after my wedding. Okay, so I did the pre-order before my wedding, kind of knowing that there was some certain points in my life that I wanted to log, but I've always had a really hard time with kind of prompts, so it was kind of perfect. So um, so the deck has been really awesome and really cool. I always tell my clients about it, which is like a nice way of, of accenting journaling. And then I was thinking in my head, like I've always, I'm already in the process of developing some form of a sketchbook. And I was like, huh, but I would, how cool would it be to have my art on a journal because of the, you know, more personal aspect of my art and how it is more of a, an intuitive kind of uh, spiritual process for me. I'm like, what better way to accent my art than to have it on, you know, this awesome deck? And so I was like, you were the only person that I could think of. And I'm like, okay, let's like, why, why not? Let's just see. You know, we have similar energy. You know, we followed similar paths and certain things. And so it was just kind of, it seemed right. And then the colors I loved, um, which was perfect. Um, you know, and when I, when I, when you said yes, it was just kind of like, yeah, this is perfect. Um, so it was just kind of, I don't know, something told me that this was the right person to approach. <laughs> I'm so glad that you did. <laughs> it's me so, too. it's so gorgeous. Like I literally love looking at it. It's so pretty. And even the gold foil looks the bomb.com. Love it, and that was what I was worried about because a lot of times the gold doesn't quite come through, but I think it really, really came through on this. Um, and it's good, you know. I was when I pulled, I had the deck uh, with me when I was doing the art. Um, I tried to, you know, kind of so before each piece of art for anybody who doesn't follow me, I do some form of meditation uh, or visual, visualization before the piece. So usually incorporating crystals and or um, different types of just like stones and things that I use in meditation and. So for this one specifically, I use the deck, and when I pulled the card, and now I'm blanking because I can't check my phone at the very, this very moment on what it said exactly, but the word intuitive was in the, the, the prompt. And so for me, it was like, holy crap, like this is really cool. Like it was really tied into the piece that I did. And then um, going into the piece, it was really, it was really fun. It was a really mm. fun process. And I do eventually, uh, when we're ready to drop a few sneak peeks, I do have a video uh, time lapse of me creating the art that is on the journal. So yes. And whenever this episode goes live, everyone will be able to see the photos because we'll be doing um, will be in full mode where everyone will get to see it. So everyone will get to see her making like the video of her making it, which is really cool. I love watching your watercolor videos are like hypnotizing to just watch. Yeah, fun. <laughs> They're very mesmerizing. So you guys will get to see how she made it. And um, I think, did you use amethyst when you, I think I remember you putting an, did you put amethyst down? Yes. Amethyst is like my go-to and because of the incorporation of purples and the deck it just kind of felt natural to go with the amethyst yeah now amethyst is my favorite crystal it is it is just i i'm i'm not a crazy crystal person um but i've always been drawn to uh, amethyst i have one sitting right like a giant chunk of it on my desk um to like dispel all of this 
technology. So I love amethyst. And yes, it obviously pulls in with the purples that we have. So yeah, we have, there's gold foil in there, guys. There's purples, there's seafoam greens and blues, and it's a beautiful complement to our, the OG, (laughs) the original journal deck colors, obviously the goddess edition, which is also going to be releasing the same time as this journal for pre-orders that has hot pink in it. Um, but that's because it's the goddess edition. And to me, goddess was just like hot pink. (laughs) So it's hot pink and seafoam green. So it's not like matchy matchy, but nonetheless, you'll be able to get if you already have volume one the og um then you will be able to get the journal with the new goddess edition deck or if you really want to get the og with the journal then you can get those two i think i'm also going to do it as a three-piece bundle option that if you want to get both decks and the companion journal you can go for like the triple bundle and get all three and be like rock star status um, if you want to get all of them. Um, I think that would be really amazing too as a as a triple bundle. It's like the triple goddess. <laughs> That's so great. Love it. <laughs> so you can get all three. Um, yes. So let's talk a little bit about the specs. You designed the outside cover. Yeah. That's all you. Obviously, our logo's on the front, that big sacred geometry that I made for our logos on the front, pretty substantial on the front cover. Yeah. And then on the inside, the way that it works is it basically, you know, has a little um, blurb about the journal deck. It says, like, some FAQs about how to use the journal. We're calling it the JD Companion Journal. Um, it's kind of confusing. Brad keeps, he keeps calling it a book because he's like, I can't keep it straight between journal deck and journal. So he's calling it a book. I'm like, babe, just call it the companion journal, okay? Just put the word companion in front of it. Um, So we have the companion journal, and there's FAQs in there about, like, can you use this with another deck? In my opinion, sure. There's more than enough room for all the Oracle card decks in the world. So the way that the journal is set up is it says today's prompt, and the idea is you pull a journal deck card, and it... For those of you that know what the deck looks like, it says, write in your journal today about, and it has a journal prompt. For example, um, Jess was saying that there's an intuition one, and it could have been the one that says, um, what is your intuition telling you, or what is your intuition telling you right now? And then you would take that, and where it says today's prompt, you'd flip to a fresh page, and you'd write in the prompt that you got. There's a little line there that you can put the date I thought you could even put the moon sign if you like to follow the daily moon sign. You could put what day of your cycle that you're in. Some women like to track that. Get creative with that top line in the right-hand corner. And then you have a whole page to write to your heart's content. Um, Obviously, you can write as much as you want for whatever prompt it is. And that's the basic gist of the journal. It's very simple. It's just today's prompt and... It's not complicated. It's very simple, but it's just to be a compliment to the journal deck in a really beautiful way that has gorgeous art on it. That every time you open the journal, I think you're just going to be like, oh, I have this gorgeous journal that I can open to with this beautiful deck as well. So that's the idea behind it. And like I said, it's going to be for pre-orders on May 25th through June 8th. So it's a very short window that you'll be able to get the journal that Jess and I created with the either the OG deck or the new deck, or you will be able to, I believe, just buy the journal by itself if you already have, say, the OG deck and you don't need to, um, you don't want to buy another deck. 
So that'll be an option too. There's several options for you. Um, so that's the specs. I also want to give a shout out to the man who is driving right now as Jess is in the car. And <laughs> that would be her hubby, Kyle. <laughs> because yeah, Kyle, Kyle. he did um, the graphic design for like the inside part. I, I kind of wrote like, okay, this is what I wanted to say. I did the words, Jess did the art. He did the inner like workings of the graphics part to get it on a pdf and like adobe and all that fun stuff so shout out to him and then shouting out to my soon-to-be hubby brad for doing all of the number crunching because oh my god i have no idea how to figure out margins and profits and that was like a complete headache and i didn't even like watching him do it it was giving me anxiety um i can imagine so shout out to him the, the the thing in here, guys, I think through all of this thread line, and Jess would probably agree, is that this was really a collaborative effort. Yes. This is not just me or just Jess. This is f- really four people, actually, involved in this. This is our spouses being supportive of this. This is us trying to be business ladies together and have conversations and... um. It's collaborative and it's saying um, we're not going to, we are not, we're not going to be catty. We're going to be professional. We're going to be kind. We're not going to think of this as competition. Um, we might have, and I think we do have similar target audiences, Jess. I mean, yeah. we do. I think the people that like the journal deck like your art and vice versa. Yeah. It's very easy and you probably see that in the art space all the time. And I certainly see it in the Oracle deck space You can be really competitive and see how far that gets you and how good that feels. Or you can be collaborative. So I'm curious, like, what are your thoughts on this whole collaboration versus competition? So that's actually a really really, uh, big one for me because it's – and it's something I've actually blogged about is, like, kind of keeping – just, you know, keeping, uh, what was, what was the word that I used? Credibility and just, you know, reminding yourself that we're all in this together and, you know, the, the whole, like, abundance versus scarcity mindset and knowing that there's enough to go around for everyone. You know, there is a space for everything and everyone. And, you know, whether you're, you have an Oracle deck or whether you have a journal deck or whether you have, you know, alcohol ink art, you know, I have a lot of artists that are shifting over into the art for the style of art that I'm doing. And I have to remind myself that just because they're doing something similar doesn't mean now that it's no longer, you know, it's no longer precious to me. Um, and the more that I have, you know, I've done a ton of giveaways with uh, alcohol ink artists and I've done a lot of collaborative work. And every time I do something like that, my following and my income grows. And I know that. And the more that I kind of make it about competition and try to, you know, I said, I've heard so many people say like, oh, just like do the, keep, keep doing the next best thing so nobody can, you know, nobody can keep up with you. And I'm like, oh, like that's such a crappy mindset. Like if I had that mindset, then I would A, be exhausted and B, I wouldn't be successful. And so, you know, totally the collaboration over the competition has been huge. And as far as it's my following goes and as far as, you know, um, the, the community that I've built, you know, it's so much more genuine when you're connecting with people in a collaborative way versus a competitive way. And your followers and the people that are, are supporting you see through that too. They see through the competition versus the collaboration. So, so it's big. It's definitely all, all over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Collaboration is one of the 
what has been one of the core things of my business to grow my business. I mean, I collaborated with you. I collaborated with Hannah. I've collaborated with other women to do giveaways. Um, so many, so many ways collaboration has been at like the, the core of how I've built so much of what I've done. And competition, like you said, is just scarcity mindset. Yeah. It's and it's not a fun place to be. It really isn't. It feels really shitty and it feels like lack and it feels like I'm not good enough and there's not enough for me. And right. we can't operate from that place because if we operate from that place, we're just going to get stuck and we're not going to take steps forward. And exactly. we're certainly not going to be our authentic selves um because we're always going to be trying to be in some sense what we think we need to be. Yeah, which is no good. It's no good, yeah. guys. Collaborate. Because we're already exactly who we need to be. We just have maybe haven't figured that out yet. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I, I once heard someone say, I think it was, I think it was Lori Harder, and she mm-hmm. said, once you kind of get to that place where you're quote unquote at the top, you realize how much room there actually is for everyone. Yes, love that. Yeah, she was like, you think that you shouldn't start a podcast because there's so many? Start a podcast. You know, you think you shouldn't become an artist because there's so many Instagram artists out there. Do the art. You think you shouldn't be a yoga teacher because there's so many. If it's what your heart is telling you to do, go go be a yoga teacher. Like, but do it your way. Because no one else is going to be able to do it exactly the way you can. You know, we all are so individual. And again, another podcast I heard, um, I think it was on her podcast that a woman said, you know, we each have these individual fingerprints for crying out loud. No one literally is you. Yes. Love that. It's so true. So how could anyone ever make an offering just like you? They can't. Yeah. So I really like that. Okay, girl, let's do the last question and then we're going to do rapid fire. Yeah. I ask everyone, what does self-care mean to you? Self-care means everything to me. Um, Self-care means boundaries. Uh, Self-care means uh, relaxing and taking care of myself, uh, making space for difficult emotions. You know, sometimes people think that self-care is always the happy stuff and always the feel-goods, and self-care sometimes is the crying, and it's sometimes the, you know, curling up in a ball in fetal position because you're just sad, and sometimes it's, you know, it's, 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 it's beautiful and you're skipping and laughing and having a great time. But self-care for me is whatever I need in that moment. Mm -hmm. Uh, The three questions that I always give my clients is how do I feel? What am I telling myself about how I feel? And then what do I need? And those aren't my three questions. I don't, I know my therapist passed those on to me and I'm sure she learned those from somebody else. But Mm -hmm. when I can ask myself those three questions, I can check in with myself and I can provide myself with that self-care that I I really need. Mm. Good stuff. Good stuff. (laughs) I'm loving this conversation. It's too. It's great. It's a perfect way to to start my day in Boston. Yeah, this is really good. I'm like enjoying this. (laughs) Fullheartedly. <laughs> okay, let's do some rapid fire. Sure. Wrap this up here. Okay, if you had to describe self-care in one word or feeling, it would be? Space. Ooh, you know one of my words is spaciousness. Yeah, I love that. Yes, space, baby, space. Space. 
in terms of self-care, I could be better at boundaries. And I know that seems like I'm just pulling from what we've talked about, but we just happen to talk about exactly what has been going on for me. So definitely boundaries. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's why it was such a good conversation because it's so on point for you right now. Exactly. love that. My favorite form of self-care movement or exercise is yoga. Mm-hmm. Could have guessed that Re- one. Restorative yoga, usually, for that purpose. Mm-hmm. If I never had to do this again, it would be? Insomnia. Oh, yes. You've told me about that. Yes. Definitely the worst of the worst. <laughs> yeah, I have never struggled with that, but... I'm, I'm sure there are people listening that have because I know that that's something that is more prevalent than I think people talk about. Oh, yes. Oh, so many people deal with insomnia. It's, yeah. it's definitely not fun. <laughs> yeah, and we're in such a stimulated world that makes sense. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's like we're, we're bred for that at this point, which is, which is tough. But mm-hmm. we can, the more we talk about it, like you said, the less people have to feel like they need to uh, keep it to themselves. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, let's see here. What was the last book that you read? It was Living Beautifully with Uncertainty and Change by Pema Chodron. Excellent, excellent book. I'll put it in the show notes. Yes, perfect. Milk chocolate or dark chocolate or not a chocolate person? Milk chocolate all day. (laughs) (laughs) My doctor would tell me I should be only eating dark, but I like the milk. Mm, yeah, yeah, I think that, well, everyone says dark chocolate's better for you. Yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> yeah. I actually am on team dark, but I'll eat dark. I mean, I'll eat milk chocolate. Like, if it's a good Hershey's milk chocolate, like, yeah. I can't resist a Hershey's milk chocolate bar. Like, I can't say that I can, <laughs> but. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see here. Okay, so favorite crystal. You're asking me the question. I have so many. I, I doubt, I'm going to say two, which would be Labradorite, and then second would be Amethyst. Mm, yes, we talked about Amethyst. Okay, Labradorite. Okay. Yes, Labradorite. Um, the flashy Labradorite. There's nothing like it. Last two. Okay. Do you have an affirmation that you live by? Oh, let me think. I have so many. Um, uh, I trust is a big one. I just, just I trust. Mm. Yeah. Kind of just general I trust because I, I've always had a hard time with trust, both with people and trusting myself and the universe. Um, and I trust has definitely changed a lot of things for me. Yeah, that's a beautiful, really simple trust with a capital T. Yes. Yeah, maybe all caps even. <laughs> <laughs> Last one. Okay. What's your sign? Aquarius. I I had a feeling you were gonna say Aquarius. No shit. I literally was like, I have a feeling she's an Aquarius. I did not know your birthday. Yeah, it is February thirteenth. I am an Aquarius. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. Interesting. You're like the second Aquarius that I know. I don't know that many Aquarius. I actually really don't either, and I have to be honest, though, I don't know, I, I should know more about the science, um, it's definitely something I need to put on my list of to-dos, um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know many either, so it's always fun when I meet a fellow Aquarius, yeah. with sister souls. So. They're very, like, they're very proud of who they are as individuals. Yes. 
And they also are very, like, do-gooders. Like, they like to give back. Yeah, um, totally. But actually, a lot of times, it's interesting that boundaries is something you're working on because Aquarius tend to be fairly decent with boundaries, even though they're give backers. They're pretty good yeah. with boundaries. So it's interesting that that's something that's really present in your life. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, so, yes, the uh, the Aquarius that I know, I had her on the podcast. Her name is Vanessa Cecchio, and uh, okay. she's such an Aquarius. Like, she is such an Aquarius woman. It's crazy. And they're yeah. also pretty spiritual, too. Like, they have that, like, side to them. Yeah. Um, so, yes, my – I think it's called my – Oh, I forget what it is. My true node, I think that's the term. I think that's okay. it. Is like if you look at the the chart, is in Aquarius, and uh, um, that's a whole other ball game. There, that's like a whole other thing. There's so much to astrology, but I find Aquarius to be quite compuzzling. For some reason, yeah. it like eludes me because I don't know that many Aquarius. So now perfect. that I know you're one, I'm gonna like pay attention to you. <laughs> <laughs> perfect. <laughs> learning learning moments yes all right girlfriend well this was wonderful can you please tell everyone where can they find you how can they get a piece of your art how do they follow you all the things yeah so um definitely super active on instagram uh so my tag uh, my name on there is at jessica young art um and then my website is uh jessicayoungartist.com and um you can go to the shop section there and you can see what's available there isn't much i'm doing a, a website update uh by the time this releases there should be some more stuff on there and then i'm always taking commissions so anything you see on my instagram feed if you want something similar please reach out to me i'll do that um and though those are mostly the platforms i am on facebook uh you can also find me at Jessica Young Intuitive Art. I'm not as active there. Uh, Instagram is definitely where it's at. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, my website, um, and I do have a newsletter um, you can sign up for uh, on my website. You'll get a a quick pop-up when you go onto the website, Mm -hmm. and it'll prompt you. And I don't spam. Uh, It'll just tell people where I'm going to be, if I'm going to be local in the Boston or Massachusetts area, and then also just if I have sales or giveaways. Got it. Perfect. And obviously, guys, um, the journal that her and I collaborated on. Um, I think that we're going to have that. You'll be able to find it on both of our websites, I think. Um, yes, I have to figure out how I'm doing that, but yes. You yes, me and you will figure that out. I know how to do it because me and Hannah did it for the Mala, so it's, if, it'll be it'll be easy peasy. But essentially, it'll probably all direct back to me, but you'll be able to find it if you go to her because you're checking out her art and then you click on the journal. You'll still be able to buy it. It might just bump you back to the journal deck site, but either way... You'll be able to find the journal on both. So I, it's going to be – it's so gorgeous, guys. You're going to want it. Just, like, accept that you're going to want it. It's so pretty. Yes. And it's such a beautiful addition to that whole idea of getting off of your phones, getting into your journals, getting into what your heart has to say, and really getting in touch with what's going on in your mind, your body, in your spirit through journaling, through pulling cards. It's like this meditation through writing, and I think that it has this gorgeous art for you to focus on as well. So it's it's going to be a beautiful compliment. Jessica, thank you so much for being willing to to do this with me and for asking me and yeah. for doing this podcast and telling everyone about it. And you're awesome, and I'm you really too. grateful. Thank you. It's been an awesome, awesome journey. I really appreciate the connection and, and- what else we'll do in the future so for sure absolutely thank you 
It's that point where I turn it over to you with a journal prompt. In today's conversation, we talked all things creativity. Whether it's a product, a business, a painting, a book, doesn't matter. So what creation is rising within you? What creative piece of your heart is nudging you and asking to be born? What can you do this month to honor that rising before the nudge gets too quiet? There is more than enough room for your creations in this world. And I invite you to step into the arena and see where your soul's art will take you. All right, guys, that is a wrap. Don't forget to enter the Deck Plus Journal Bundle giveaway. Can't believe we have a journal. By heading to our Instagram page at the journal deck. And the winner will be announced Thursday, May 24th, right before pre-orders launch this Friday, May 25th. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Self-Care Spotlight. Until next time, I am Alyssa Cousins, signing off for the journal deck. Music by Lee Rosevere.